This is AgriPulse Drive Time brought to you by FLM Harvest, a strategic, full-service, creative consultancy reaching more farmers and farm leaders than any agency in the country. Learn more at flmharvest.com. Good Monday afternoon. I'm Spencer Chase. Farmers across the country made a little progress in the fields last week, but they're still quite a bit behind. The Department of Agriculture published the weekly crop progress report this afternoon, showing just under half of the nation's corn crop is in the ground so far. That's an improvement from last week's 30%, but still well behind the 80% five-year average. USDA Risk Management Agency Administrator Martin Barbary says they're expecting an increase in prevent plant claims this year. Well, the way we look at it right now with, with the conditions across the country that can keep continuing, I don't, I don't see how we're not going to have at least a larger than normal amount of prevent plant. I think you're seeing it not in areas, you know, it's just not in the flooded areas. I mean, this rain's continuing in a lot of other areas that are staying wet. Soybean planting is also lagging. USDA reported just 19% of plantings have taken place, well behind the 47% five-year average. Today also came and went without an announcement from the Department of Agriculture on just how they plan to compensate farmers for the lingering trade war. An announcement is expected soon, but the details are still up in the air. Senate Majority Whip and South Dakota Republican John Thune says the specifics are important and should help producers who may be in a down year. Hopefully this time around as USDA looks at how they're going to you know, distribute some of the, the resources that would go to farm country that they do it in a way that ensures that everybody gets the benefit of that and not just those who, who have a crop. So we're going to continue to try and get in their ear about that. Senate Majority Leader Mitch McConnell says the disaster vote in the upper chamber this week has the chance to become law or not. McConnell has been adamant for weeks that the Senate will vote on a disaster supplemental appropriations package before Memorial Day. Speaking with Jeff Nally for AgriPulse Open Mike, McConnell says that's still the plan. This has been the longest period in modern times between a disaster and a disaster supplemental. At floods in Iowa, Nebraska, farm disasters from many months ago in Georgia, Alabama. There's still work to be done in Puerto Rico and Florida. This delay is completely unacceptable. He says the Senate is going to need to take the lead on this. There are some problems with the House bill. I don't think the president will sign it. And what we want is to get a law here, an outcome, not just sparring back and forth. On trade, McConnell says House Speaker Nancy Pelosi holds the cards right now. She has single-handedly control over the agenda. So the trade representative is, and the president are stuck trying to get the speaker to call up the bill. Uh, the trade agreement. If, if he does, and if it passes the House, I think it will pass the Senate rather easily. Under the law, it has to go first to the House, so we can't act first. We have to wait on them. To hear more from McConnell, including his thoughts on industrial hemp, judicial appointees, and climate legislation, check out this week's Open Mic on agripulse.com. It's not just the major row crop and protein sector groups keeping an eye on the administration's trade policies. AgriPulse's Ben Nully has more. Apple growers are welcoming the removal of steel and aluminum tariffs from their top two export markets. Last week, President Trump announced he would remove Section 232 tariffs from Canada and Mexico. Diane Curley is senior vice president of the U.S. Apple Association. She says combined, the two countries represent a half-billion-dollar market for the industry. Over the past year with these tariffs, We've seen exports decline, we've seen prices decline, and we've seen people starting to get really nervous about how they're going to be able to make good on those debts and whether their children will want to continue in the family business and come back. Apple growers continue to expand markets. Curley says one emerging market is China. We only gained access to China about five years ago, but in that short time it's become our sixth largest export market. 
And between 232 and 301 tariffs, we have 40% tariffs going into China now. And as a result, our exports this year are down by almost 50%. The administration any day now is expected to announce more financial relief for farmers affected by retaliatory tariffs. Curley adds apple growers would appreciate any help offered from USDA. Last year, USDA's trade mitigation package called for the purchase of more than $93 million of apples. For AgriPulse, I'm Ben Nully. Now, here's a word from our sponsor. Today's AgriPulse update is brought to you by FLM Harvest, a strategic, full-service, creative consultancy proud to reach more farmers, farmer boards, and food and commodity associations than any agency in the country. Learn more at flmharvest.com. That's all for today's Drive Time. For more agriculture, trade, environment, and regulatory news, visit agripulse.com. Reporting in Washington, I'm Spencer Chase.